Hey guys, welcome back to the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate Podcast. Today we are talking about four reasons we aren't in a bubble. Let's get into it. We have people thinking that we're in a bubble. Yeah, I hear that all the time. Yeah, a lot of millennials believe that, which I get. We're cautious. We're a cautious folk. Yep. You know, we, we lived through 2008 and that was a, a tough time for us and couldn't see it as a viable source of uh, investing into and, and being a part of. Mm-hmm. So you tend to see a lot of younger people living the quote van life and not wanting to settle down and, and go into something. Yep. So we, we see affordability right now is one of the indicators as to why we're not in a bubble. Can you expand on that a little bit more? You know, we hear the newscasters say, you know, housings, you know, houses right now are unaffordable. You know, they're, um, they're just too far out. But unfortunately, they're newscasters. They don't really understand everything that's going on in the marketplace. They're, they're not accountants. They're not real estate agents, they're not appraisers, they're not financial planners, okay? So what I like to do is I like to dig into the weeds a little bit when somebody makes a general statement like that that doesn't have anything to back it up and come back with a response that makes sense with data behind it, okay? Sure. So since we're, you know, we're talking about economic things and bubbles and that, I'm going to come at you t- today with some statistics. So first of all, homes are more affor- affordable today than in 2007. And actually, they're more affordable now than they are on average. See, back in 2007, 34.1% of your gross income was utilized for your mortgage payment. So that's back in 2007. So over a third. Yeah. And historically, Joe, it's 28% of that gross income that you have is utilized for a mortgage payment. So that's over the last 50 years, about 28%. So if you made $1,000 a, a, a month, uh, $280 went for a mortgage payment. That's a simple number to figure out, right? But currently, right now in 2021, because that's all the statistics we have, 25.8% of your gross income is being used for your mortgage payment. So it's less than 28% in normal, and it's less than the 34.1% that happened in 2007. So houses are affordable. Wages are going right now, going up. Here's the issue we need to be careful of, though, is inflation. I don't want to I don't want to simplify this. Inflation will eat into our dollar. So the cost of food is going up. Okay? The cost of gasoline is going up. So you got to be careful. You don't want to stretch yourself too far. But housing and in as a whole right now is more affordable now than it was in 2007. I gotcha. So yeah, um, and we will be having a podcast coming out about getting your financial house in order. So keep an eye out for that one to kind of go over some of those things to where you can get a plan together to make 
owning a home a reality. And if you do own a home and are having troubles, you, you know, you could still put a plan together. Yeah. And if you have any, if you have any questions, obviously at the end of this podcast on the video portion of it, you can, you, you can connect with us. We'll give you that information. And, and then for the audio, Joe, you'll figure yeah. that out too. Yeah, yeah. We always have our info down in the show notes and, and people can go and, and click on that and always feel free to reach out to us there. Yeah. I'm not the tech guy when it comes to, you know, <laughs> here's another, th- another reason why I don't think we're in a bubble, Joe, yeah. you know, Reason number two yeah. is that mortgage standards have been really tightened up. It used to be if you could fog up a mirror, I'd lend you money. Now, I'm not going to go into the reasons why that type of product was put out in the marketplace. It's too political. I'm just just letting you know right now that's not happening, okay? Um, credit agencies consider con- the consumer's dead with uh, credit delinquencies, account rejections, you know, little credit history. They're also wanting you to prove where the money's coming from. They want you to prove where your income is coming from. Now, you know, so you maybe let's say you make um, $80,000 a year, but you don't have any money in the bank for a down payment. And all of a sudden you got $25,000. Where'd that $25,000 come from? Right. You didn't borrow it and to uh, use it for a down payment. And then you have this other debt that you didn't tell them about. So they're very cautious on how they lend money now. So the uh, standards are really tight. In 2007, here's a statistic. In 2007, about 370 billion dollars worth of mortgages were lent to people who had a credit score below 620. Now, in today's world right now in 2022, there is less than 70 billion dollars being lent out to people with credit scores of less than 620. So a total reduction of 80% of what I'm going to call sketchy types of loans. People have lower credit because of conditions. I'm not judging. It's just because of conditions. Maybe they uh, borrowed too much. Maybe they're buying too much. Maybe they're not not saving enough. Maybe it's an instant gratification. I really like those Jimmy Choo shoes and I'm buying them. And I'll put it on the credit card that hasn't enough balance in there, but I don't even have enough money to, to pay it off, right? So... Those those types of things um, would cause somebody to have a lower credit score. Interesting, yeah. And we are not lending to those people. So we're not going to have this situation where if the economy takes a little bit of a bump, mm-hmm. the people that are just getting by because of their financial activities aren't going to be losing their house because they don't have a house to lose. Sure. They're renting. Okay. Now we want to help those people. Don't get us wrong here. We definitely want to help those people that want to own a house, but their credit's a little bit on the low side. We can get them with some credit repair people, build their credit up and get them into the American dream of owning a home and taking all the advantages from tax purposes, as well as, and hear me clearly, as well as wealth building through real estate. Yeah. And, and that, again, a couple episodes away, episode 68, we're going to have getting your financial house in order. So keep an ear out for that one yep. because it, it will uh, definitely give you some good nuggets. Yeah. Um, I, I think the next thing that we should bring up, we had a lot of investors looking at 2011, 2012, buying a lot of foreclosed homes. And it was a good time to be an investor because you can get it for a a dime on a dollar, you know, buy a, a house for 
barely any money. Joe, let me quickly share a story with you. I had a lady from Vietnam that bought a $30,000 house back in 2010, mm -hmm. and we sold it for 190000 in 2019. That's a heck of a good investment, That's right? That's a there. heck of a good investment, <laughs> yep. Wow. So now we, we do have a big difference between 2010 and 2020, uh, 2021. Yeah. We have a big difference between the foreclosure rate. Um, do you have any of those numbers? And, and we'll definitely have these numbers up, up for our visual people on YouTube. Um, yeah, and down in the show notes, you'll we'll have this available to download as well. So in um, 2010, there were 1.85 million homes that were in foreclosure. So think about that, 1.85. That's almost twice the amount of homes that sell every year on a normal year. Because normally we have about a million to a million two homes sell a year. This <laughs> was nationally. One, yeah, right? nationally, yeah. Not, not, here, <laughs> not in Tucson, here in Tucson. <laughs> nationally. And there we had almost a two-year supply of homes under foreclosure. Wow. Yeah. And now in 2021, we and, and you know what that equated to was a lot of inventory in the market, and those homes would stay in the market for a long time. Now what we're seeing in 2021 is about 38,000. So that's a small number. I mean, if you're going through foreclosure, it's a horrible thing. We don't want to discount that. Okay, yeah. the, the person who is going through the foreclosure, that's a horrible thing. I have friends of mine who went through foreclosure. It's horrible. But 38,000 versus 1,850,000, there just isn't any indication that we are going to have this excessive amount of homes on the market pushing down the value of properties. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. Also, we are licensed realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. And, and not to mention there's an unprecedented amount of equity in those homes. Exactly. It's almost 50% of America has more than 50% equity in their house. Wow. So if you have a $400,000 house, half of America have a 200000 or less mortgage. So there you could withstand a little bit of a softening in the price you're not going to see people throwing houses on the market. If their house starts to drop let and somebody loses their job mm -hmm. and they can't afford their mortgage payments, they can sell their house and walk away with equity, with cash in their pockets. Versus like in 2007, where they were running to the bank with their keys in their hand, handing it to the to the bank officer and says, you can have this, I'm done, walk away. Because they had yeah. no money invested into it. And and that caused them to have no equity invested so into no, it. So no skin in the game, no. right? So yeah, exactly right. So you have better standards, better mortgage standards, right? Yeah. And you've got, um, you've got the affordability of a house mm -hmm. is better. Those kind of go hand in hand. And then you don't have as many people losing their house because they can't afford to make the payments and they can't afford to sell it, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, th these are three really strong indicators why we are not going to have a crash or the housing market is in a bubble. Now, my belief is the stock market's in a bubble, not the housing market, yeah. but that's for another story. Sure, sure. Uh, and we don't give stock advice here. No. We, we give no. I can real tell estate you how to advice. Lose it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, the, the fourth and final reason why we aren't in a bubble is surplus of homes. Yeah. I, I think uh, we have very, very few homes on the market, and, and, and we have some stats for 2021, and I know currently here locally we have less than a month's supply. Exactly. So uh, can, you, can you talk about maybe what was going on in 2007? So, so, so 2007, remember we talked about that 1.85 million homes that came foreclosure were out there in 2010. 2007, it was starting to build up, okay? Builders were slamming homes on the market. Um, people were selling their houses. People were selling their houses, getting profit, and then going out and buying nine houses, and then turning around and selling those for, to make profit. So there was just a mass amount of homes on the market. And not enough buyers, right? So what does that mean? So typical supply and demand, we had a 9.4 month supply of homes on the market back then, okay? So you can put your house on the market and it may not sell for 10 months, almost a year, right? Yeah. Now, it's just the other way around. It's like the backside of the coin, right? Yeah. We were on heads for a while, now we're on tails. What does tails mean? Statistically, over the nation, 1.4 months worth of inventory on the market. Although I can tell you the new stat that came out fresh off the presses, 79% of all the homes that came on the market in January were sold before the end of the month. Wow. Before so the, the end of 30 days. So we still have strong buyer demand. Strong buyer demand. There are 10 buyers out there for every four homes. Wow. So basically two and a half buyers for a home. So now's a good time to put your house it's up. It's a great Stop. time to put your house on the market. And here's the, here's the common question we get. Well, if I sell my house, Joe, where am I going to go next, right? Mm. We have the answer for you on that one. But this is about why we're not in a bubble, Right. It's not about where I can move you to later. This is why we're not in a bubble, yep. okay? Yep. Super demand, not enough inventory, better uh, equity positions within the home, more qualified sellers and buyers out in the marketplace. Those are the reasons why we're not in a, in a bubble. And statistically, I... I don't see that changing. Even with the Fed raising the interest rates, it'll slow it down a little bit, but they're not changing the lending standards and people still need places to live and rents are skyrocketing right now. So actually we're seeing a lot of people look at how can I offset inflation? Home prices have always been ahead of inflation by one and a half to two and a half percent. So if inflation is 10%, the value of the homes rising is about 12%. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. So it's real estate is a great way to hedge inflation. And you're starting to see more and more people selling their stocks and investing in real estate sometimes through what we call a REIT, a real estate investment trust. Sometimes they're investing in companies like BlackRock, okay, um, and other companies on Wall Street that are giving money to certain type of investors to buy the real estate. They're cobbling their money together to get a better rate of return. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and even consumers are rating real estate still the number one place to invest your money. Yep. Um, and that's why it's very important to have someone who understands this on your side, being a, a real estate agent who's qualified to talk about it. Yep. And, and we do have a bank of real estate agents around the country who we can refer you to. So if you aren't in Southern Arizona, where we're at, we'd be happy to, to refer you out to yeah. one of those we agents. Can, we, we have people all over the United States, um, places like 
uh, Illinois, like in Chicago, Illinois, or Biloxi, Mississippi, or Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Okay. We have agents that understand this market and they understand investing if that's what you choose to. But America, feel pretty comfortable. We're not in a bubble right now. Yeah. Now, two years from now, that might change. But currently, we're not in a bubble. And these statistics pretty much demonstrate it. Yeah. Yeah. So right now in 2022, we are not, in, there's no indicators that we are going to have a bubble pop in the no. housing market. Um, so, well, thank you guys for listening. That was four reasons we aren't in a bubble. Uh, if you have any questions on this, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, and you can visit our website too. We have a lot of great resources on there at www.thetjkteam.com under the resources tab. And that will also be in the show notes. Uh, so please feel free to join back in with us so we can bring you some more uh, great information and, and tune back in. Hey, thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty Podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team. If you are thinking about buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, please reach out to us. We are local here in Tucson, Arizona, but we are also connected to over 4,000 agents across the US. So again, looking to buy, sell, or invest in your hometown, reach out to us and let us connect you.